This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, March 31st, 2023. I'm Mark Boulanger. In the report this week, the crackdown on unions in Hong Kong and how Labour is fighting back. The struggle against xenophobia in Southern Africa. The Labour Start report about union events and singing. We shall not be, we shall not be moved. We shall not be, we shall not be moved. Just like a tree, a tree that's planted by the water. We shall not be moved. This is Radio Labour. In 2020, China forced Hong Kong's government to adopt an anti-union national security law, which has resulted in the arrest of unionists and the collapse of the legitimate labor federation in the territory, the Hong Kong Confederation of Trade Unions. The HKCTU's general secretary is still in prison. This leaves Beijing's puppet labor organization, the Hong Kong Federation of Trade Unions, in power. I talked to Christopher Su Tat Mung about the situation in Hong Kong. Mr. Mung is the executive director of the Hong Kong Labor Rights Monitor. I reached him in London where he is in exile and asked him if unionists in Hong Kong were fighting back. After the introduction of national security law, the Hong Kong Confederation of Trade Unions, HKCTU, as the only democratic and independent labor center, became one of the main targets of political subtraction. HKCTU was criticized intensively by the state-owned newspaper as being anti-China force, committing into collusion reform force and conspiracy of color revolution. The affiliation and cooperation with the overseas workers' organization were investigated by the National Security Police. Some core members of HKCTU were even interviewed by the Chinese government agents they were asked to resign from their post or to disclose the in- internal or- information of the organization, including financial source and links with outside groups. Under the intensive political pressure, the Confederation was forced to pass the resolution of dispensement in October 2021. How many trade unionists have been arrested and who is the latest union leader to be charged? Until today, at least 11 trade unionists were arrested under the introduction of national security law. Among those people being arrested, the former general secretary of Hong Kong CTU, Lee Chuyen, was sentenced 20 months for the charge of unauthorized assembly. Although he has finished the sentence, he's still being remanded in jail, waiting for the trial of inciting subversion of state power. The former chairperson of HKCTU, Kevin and the former chairperson of the Hospital Workers Union, Winnie Yu. Both of them are facing the charge of subversion of state power in the case of Tammany election. Last month, Elizabeth Tang, the wife of Li Chuyen and the general secretary of International Domestic Workers Federation, was also arrested under the charge of collusion before force when she was visiting her husband in prison. The political suppression and intimidation against the union leaders have been continuing with low end in sight. Are unionists in Hong Kong fighting back against the suppression? And if so, how? Under the political threat, 
it is very hard for the trade unionists to voice out against the political suppression. They could not organize any demonstration to raise their political demands as they did before. However, the workers' movement with the Hong Kong people together do not give up their beliefs in freedom and democracy. After the dispensement of HKCTU, a number of former affiliated trade unions managed to survive. They are back to the workplace they represent and maintain the day-to-day contest with their members. They are organizing the workers by providing labor law consultancy concerning health and safety issues and handling workers' grievances, trying to secure the independent voice in the workplace in the bottom. Without the support of the umbrella organization, however, it will be much more difficult than before for them to organize any mass industrial action, not to mention the political control imposed by the government. Nevertheless, the workers are finding out the new ways of struggle spontaneously and creatively. For example, since September 2021, there have been three times food planter delivery workers strikes without the leading of trade unions. They were building up the networks through the social media platform the base on which the workers organized the strikes. I strongly believe that whenever there are oppression, there will be struggles. The regime can never stop all the oppressed people from standing out for their basic rights and dignity. The All-China Trade Union Congress operates throughout China. Does it also operate in Hong Kong? On the surface, All-China Federation of Trade Unions, ACFTU, does not operate in Hong Kong. However, everyone knows that the Hong Kong Federation of Trade Unions, FTU, is supported and controlled by the Chinese government. They receive huge amounts of funding from the Chinese Communist Party, and the party officers are cited as union leaders. Looking at the past record, FTU is simply the puppet of the Chinese Communist Party, supporting the national security law and the suppression of Hong Kong democratic and labor movement. After the disbandment of HKCTU, this pro-government trade union camp can easily monopolize the voice of the workers and occupy all the labor seats in the tripartite mechanism. I am afraid that Hong Kong is taking the path to the system of mainland China where only the official union is legal and recognized. What can be done to help labor leaders in Hong Kong? After I relocated in UK under the risk of political arrest, I decided to form the new organization with my colleagues based in UK called Hong Kong Labor Rights Monitor. Given that we are free to speak out the truth for Hong Kong workers, we have done a number of monitoring reports regarding the violation of basic workers' rights inside in the international conventions. It is important to keep putting pressures of the international community on the Chinese government, especially after lifting the restrictive COVID policies. The Chinese government is so eager to recover the trading and investment relations with the foreign countries. Therefore, I expect the international communities to firmly tell the leaders of the Chinese government there is no way back to the normal as long as the union leaders and other political prisoners are still imprisoned, as long as the human rights and worker rights are not respected in Hong Kong. We have also actively 
engage with the international labor movement to get their support in building up the alliance against the totalitarianism across the world. That is very important to let the imprisoned Julian leaders know that they will never be forgotten. They will never walk alone. Xenophobia is the prejudice against people from other countries. It is a problem all over the world. To discuss strategies on how to organize the struggle against xenophobia in southern Africa, the International Transport Workers Federation organized a conference in Johannesburg. The conference was conducted by the ITF's road transport section. Here are some of the labor leaders who spoke at the conference. Xenophobia must be defeated. So therefore, we move the resolution. We must share the cake. So Novobia cannot and will not separate us. I second the motion. Xenophobia is a pressing issue affecting transport workers in southern Africa, leading to violence, harassment, and discrimination. Clearly, from our perspective, there is no room and tolerance for primitive backwardness, such as racism, regionalism, tribalism, ethnicity, and xenophobia. The industry has been confronted by a wave of violence ranging from criminality to inter-ethnical conflicts, often referred to as xenophobia. An act of xenophobia on migrant or foreign, foreign drivers is counterproductive and defeats our supreme objectives to build strong progressive unions. An injury to one is injury to all. But from today onwards, at least when I go back to Zimbabwe, I have got something that I'm going to present to them to say, look, we have identified our problems. This is the roadmap that we are going to use to try and resolve them. And I'm sure even our government is going to be very happy to see us fighting this animal called xenophobia. From Cape to Cairo, from Morocco to Here with his report about union events is Labor Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. This week, our top story section included links to coverage of how the ILO hopes to put additional pressure on the government of Belarus in an effort to end its campaign of harassment directed at trade unions. We also covered why the 10 years anniversary of the Hong Kong docker strike is an important moment, even as trade unions are banned in the territory. We also had stories detailing the ways in which the promises of the Qatari government to improve migrant worker rights have been broken, and a report on the dismal state of trade union rights in Morocco. And of course, we had hundreds of stories about the huge cost of living walkouts in the United Kingdom, Portugal, France, and Germany, and the historic national general strike in Israel that forced the far-right government there to pause its plans for what it calls judicial reform, and what critics, including the labor movement, call an attack on the foundations of democracy. This week's Working Women's news page brought us stories of how Australian midwives were organizing against government attempts to intimidate them, a Canadian union's fight to end period poverty, and how an Indian builders union is making gender equality a key part of its program for the coming years. We also had coverage of events in North Macedonia, where women are deeply involved in the struggle for a just transition, 
then from France, where women are leading the charge against the state's so-called pension reforms, and why. Stories appearing on our health and safety page in Newswire this week included an item detailing the impact of continual surveillance on financial services workers in Australia, protests against unsafe working conditions in Honduran melon fields, sex workers rallying for decriminalization and safe working conditions in South Africa, and some good news, the positive response of the Irish labor movement to a new law on work-life balance. Our current photo of the week is a shot of a huge march through Lisbon as the Portuguese labor movement mobilized last week to protest growing poverty and inequality. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. Now here's the American folk singer Joe Glazer with We Shall Not Be Moved. We shall not be, we shall not be moved. We shall not be, we shall not be moved. Just like a tree, a tree that's planted by the water. We shall not be moved. The union is behind us, we shall not be moved. The union is behind us, we shall not be moved. Just like a tree, a tree that's planted by the water. We shall not be moved. We shall not be moved. We'll build a mighty union. We shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the water. We shall not be moved. And we shall not be. We shall not be moved. We shall not be. We shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the water. We shall not be moved. We're gonna roam. We're gonna roll, we're gonna roll, we're gonna roll, roll the union on. We're gonna roll, we're gonna roll, 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 we're gonna roll the union on. And if the boss is in the way, we're gonna roll right over him, roll right over him, roll right over him. Well, if the boss is in the way, we're gonna roll right over him, gonna roll the union on. And that's it. Labor news you can use. I'm Mark Belanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.